We chatted up with Michigan State great Tony Lippett on today's show to talk about this rivalry coming up, his great moments during his playing days when he won four That's right, four Paul Bunyan trophies. And then we get into Saturday's game a little bit with him at the end, getting a perspective from a former player. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Underdog. Sign up on underdogfantasy.com with promo code LOCKDOWN, that's all one word, and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Folks, I could not be any more thrilled to have this gentleman on with me right now. We're talking a guy that was Big Ten receiver of the year. We're talking about a guy who was drafted as a defensive back as well, Rose Bowl champion, Cotton Bowl champion, Big Ten champion, and four-time Paul Bunyan winner. We're talking the one, the only, 1-4, Tony Lippett. Tony, how on earth are we doing, man? We doing okay? What's happening? What's happening? Everything going good, man. I appreciate that. Like the nice little intro right there. <laughs> uh, well, hey, you know, I, I got to save the best intros for the best players. And uh, you know what? You you actually come up a lot on this show. Um, I highly doubt you know that. I highly doubt you listen uh, five days a week here. But quite often we'll get a question like, hey, if you could put any former player on this year's team, who would it be? And I'm like, and I'm sorry to say this, Tony, but I'm like, I would put Tony on the field for 120 snaps. I hope his cardio is good. So uh, how how are we feeling <laughs> cardio-wise? Can you help out the boys tomorrow on Saturday by any chance or no? Hey, man, if I was eligible, man, I'd go out there and do a little something, something, man. You know, I'll probably go for like, I mean, in my days, I went for like 120 plays before, so <laughs> not now, but yeah, I'd definitely help him if I could, for sure. That's just something light, just 120. That's not asking too much, uh, but hey, look. <laughs> We got the big one coming up Saturday. This is big for both sides, no doubt about that. And I'm going to use an old adage from your old coach, Mark Antonio here. Uh, one of my favorite sayings he had was, keep the lion in the cage. You know, keep the emotions in check at bay. Where are we at right now, though, Mr. Lippitt? Are, are, is the lion still in the cage, or are we ready to start um, teeing off on that school down the road right here? Let's 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 see where you're at. No, it's kind of – I mean, it's, lion's still in the cage for sure, but you – but it's, it's teetering towards, you know, coming out the cage. Like, you know, it, the lion getting held back right now. It's Thursday. It's kind of a walkthrough day, kind of a chill day. You know, I'm, when they got practice this week, they kind of um, – this kind of the day where they kind of just tighten up on little things. Ball ain't touching the ground. Nothing like that has happened. It's like perfect Thursdays, and then tomorrow you got the walkthrough. So, the lion, the lion, hey, it's, it's in the cage, but it's, it's, it's knocking at the door. It's biting the, the bars off the, off the gate right now, man. So, but <laughs> – it's a night game. I didn't even know it was a night game until a couple of days ago, but it's a 7.30 yeah. night game, so it's going to be hard to keep that line in the cage, but you want to blast off at the right time. And probably about 6.30 Saturday is going to be time. Lions out the cage for sure. Lions going to be out of the cage by 6.30 Saturday, and I think about 14 Miller Lights will also be inside of the cage, a.k.a. my own body <laughs> at that point as well. But, uh, we'll, hey, we'll see We'll see how, how that goes the rest of the day Saturday. Um but I got to say, you know, and this is going to shock you, Tony. I don't know if you knew this or not, but I never played. Uh, I'm just a fan, never played in this rivalry. But you have played in this rivalry before. And usually it's just, you know, us fans you know, spewing off online, tweeting at strangers, getting in online arguments with people that we never <laughs> have even met. How about you, though? What's it like just being a former player as online as you are, like watching all the trash talks? Does that, that kind of get you fired up and almost uh, in, into rant mode, if you will? Um, yeah, it definitely does. Cause, um, I wasn't the player that like talk a lot. I was the player that actually just go out there and just handle my business. I, I ain't the one that was going to be 
talking to you all week or, you know, I'm pregame talking to the fans, talking to the other uh, team. I wasn't, I was that, I wasn't that. I was kind of a locked in guy. So I like to get on social media and just talk a little bit, mess with the fans, play around with them because they're going to talk. Like they ain't never, some of them never really been in that arena. So I've been in the arena and now I'm like a fan now outside of the arena, outside of the game. So I can kind of look at it and just, you know, laugh and talk about my memories and, you know, just say probably I like like I said I wasn't on, was Twitter even out back then it was out but it was unfortunately like it was game. yeah yeah it, <laughs> it was I've got a lot of great great ones out there I'm sure yeah yeah so I wouldn't I'm sure I wasn't tweeting back in the day a lot when when it was game week or during the season at all so now I probably go in and chuckle with a couple fans laugh at them and you know just tell them how we use the whoop on them so yeah. I was going to say you were what four and one in your time at Michigan State. If you count your first redshirt year as well, I, I believe it's four and one. Is that the the record in this game? Yeah, it should have been five and zero. Oh. They kicked that last field goal. Yeah. It was like what was the score? Like ten to nine or something like that. It should've was some five weird score. Yeah, it was like twelve and a half to like eight point seven or something like that. It was a really weird game. Twelve, yeah, yeah. But hey. Four good ones to look back on, you know. That's let's let, let's not be all all too mopey as we preview this game here. But before you know, we get into a little bit of this game. Still want to talk about your playing days of the four Paul Bunyan trophies that you were part of. Which one was like the most emotional game? Which one had the most rivalry banter and emotions around it? If if if, if you can recall one that sticks out, um, I would probably say um, I would probably say my senior year. My senior year, because we was like, we was really good, and um, I think they was good. I don't know how good they were. They was they was a good team, but I know we was like highly ranked. We was um, mm-hmm. we had beat them the year before. They came to us. I think it was two years in a row them coming to us. Um, it was a big game, and it's like I said, it's always a big game. And that game, I think that was the game they kind of put a little stake in our field. One of the yes. linebackers that was the dumb mistake on him because he wasn't even that good to even do that in the first place. It's like. <laughs> Like, who are you to even come over here and do that? But they did that. And, I mean, we we, we always we always kind of been like the underdogs to go out there and, you know, be overlooked anyway. So we just went out there and just put it on them from the first snap. When, from the first couple of plays, I think I caught like a corner ball. Uh, Mumphrey caught like a steam ball. Then Connor Cook ran over their safety. We already oh, knew it was up. We already knew it was going down after that. We knew they wasn't really ready, so. Cause that was like kind of we kind of smashed them in the mouth from the beginning to the end. So that was like one of my that was one of my favorite ones for sure. So going along with like that whole drive the stake into the ground thing, and obviously there's no shortage of trash talk that's going on, you know, on the mm-hmm. field, online, in the media, what have you. There is one or two people that reached out to me because um, I've been getting a lot of internet fights. I hate to say it, but like someone's like, "Hey, well, <laughs> the the trash talk actually doesn't even matter in the game," and I'm like, "Well, hold on, that can't be true." Is it is that tr- like does does trash talk not impact how fired up you get for a game or, or change how you look at a game or does it absolutely change how you look at a game? Um, I mean everybody is different, but trash talk definitely can take you over the edge. It can definitely you know make you block a little longer or make you uh <laughs> just make you stand over somebody a little bit longer. So trash talk definitely uh excites the game and, and brings a lot more energy to the game. But it's different different strokes for different folks. Sure. Like I said, for me, I wasn't like a trash talker like that. I was more about action. So, like, I would let other people talk, and I'll just like remember who said what and remember how it went. I'm kind of like I like look at you. Like I won't say nothing. I just like look at you and laugh. 
and like know that you're not gonna be able to like check me that next play or check me that whole game or you won't even know what you got yourself into. I'm just kind of like that. So, but like I said, it's other players that they get turned up from that like way more. So, like I said, it's different strokes for different folks for sure. You were saving all your breath for the 120 plays that you were gonna play that game. I don't hate that <laughs> at all. You got you got to save it somehow. So, um, hey man, well, that's that definitely had to save my breath for sure. If no doubt, but like with that said, the teammates that would talk a lot, who who was who was the guy that was just the most fired up for this rivalry? And look, it could be another guy that just kept the line in the cage, didn't talk a lot, but played more intense this game, or it could be a guy that really got the jaw going. Who who got most fired up for this kind of game? Um, I'll say a lot of guys on our defense was a lot of guys on our defense was definitely turned up. Um, but one one guy I know that was gonna talk trash every game, all game, a lot of games was uh my one of my former wideouts, Keith Murphy, twenty five. Okay. He was gonna he was gonna talk junk all game, all day. Like that that's that's who he was. Shout out to my boy. But a lot of defensive guys, you got the Nikos Allen, he was like a linebacker. He was really good. He would talk trash to them. Um some of our D linemen, Will Ghost and uh our DBs, you know, DBs don't ever stop talking. So you got Quez, no. you got <laughs> you got uh Trent Robinson, Johnny Adams, like a lot of those guys was out there having fun with it and talking talking trash at the same time because that was just that type of week it was. And we're gonna get back with Tony Lippett in a hot second, but first this episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. It is the easiest place to spice up college football season, and we got another great slate of games on Saturday. Starting at noon, some Penn State, Ohio State. Then we got the world's largest cocktail party at 3.30. And then, oh yeah, that's right, a little Michigan State versus Michigan game at night. Spice it up with Underdog Fantasy's Pick'em game. It's pretty simple. You get some stats, over-under stats. You guess, well, are they going to go over that stat or under that stat? For example, Trey Mosley, right now, 35 and a half receiving yards. Jaden Reed, over 66 and a half receiving yards. And Keon Coleman slated for 43 and a half receiving yards. If you want to go over for all three of those, pair them together. You can win six times your money with that slip right there. And you can also cross over games too. Let's say you're feeling spicy about CJ Stroud in that noon game in Happy Valley. Add that to your card as well. You can win up to 10 times your money on underdog fantasy. And what's better than winning 10 times your money? Well, how about just doubling your money with little to no effort at all? Sign up with promo code LOCKEDON. That's all one word, LOCKEDON. And Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's right. You heard me correct. Deposit $100, get $100 for free. Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or the Google Play Store. And, hey, enjoy your time with Underdog Fantasy. That's Underdog Fantasy. Promo code locked on. Get in on the college football pick'em action today. Now, this is like a super broad question. It's a borderline lazy question, but hey, you know, it could lead to a good answer here. But what was your favorite moment from the Paul Bunyan rivalry? And I obviously you got a lot to pick from. Again, I'll say it one more time. Four-time Paul Bunyan winner, just in case anyone forgot the first five times I said it. But of those four times, is there anything specifically in a game or after a game that really sticks out above anything else? Um. I would say one of my favorite moments didn't even like come in the game. It came, um, it was my freshman year. In my freshman year, I didn't even play in the game. I had played quarterback. I was a uh, Denard Robinson for for the week. Gotcha. I was like on the scout team as Denard Robinson, and I had to prepare them on that Tuesday and the Wednesday and the Thursday. Prepare them for you know 
the actions of that, like of, of him being out there. And I played quarterback in high school. So that that week I was turned up because I was like back playing quarterback and right. I played quarterback in high school. So that was pretty fun. And that didn't like if if you interview anybody from 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 no from what was that 2011, 2010, 2010, 11 on that defense and ask them about that week in practice. They gonna have some stories for you. They gonna have some crazy stories for you because that week, um, I was preparing them. I was I was giving them work. I felt like I was back at home at quarterback. I was, man, it was a live week. But then they went out there and they shut Denard Robinson down. Like he didn't have like rushing yards. Like we kind of we beat them in their own crib. Beat them down. You feel what I'm saying? Like and I know ain't nothing like a win at their stadium. Um, so that was one. That was like a a, a great moment for me because I was able to prepare them like to the best of my abilities. And I, I, I probably did more <laughs> to them than Denard did. You know what? I was, gonna ask so. that. I was just going to ask that. Who who gave <laughs> the defense the beats harder? What was it you or Denard Robinson? Cause I'm looking back to know, Oh my God, I'm looking at the stats right now in front of me, 17 to 29 passing. Okay. Not horrible. 215 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions. Um, did you do, you had to do better than that, you know, coming off your senior season at Detroit Crockett? I, I imagine that you were still feeling good, so you were the better oh, guy. No. Oh no, I was feeling good for sure. I wasn't throwing <laughs> no interceptions. I was running the rock. I was scrambling. I was throwing dives. I, I was having fun with it. I was having fun. Like that was that was a great moment for the program. That was a great moment for the defense, and I was just happy they went out there and got the dub for real. Now, how was Coach D'Antonio during this rivalry? Because I don't think it's any secret that he kind of despises that team. No doubt about it. And also, too, he's a stoic guy, pretty, you know, measured, keeps to himself a lot. But was he different during this week, or was he truly just like the same old guy that you guys would always see the other 11 weeks of the season? No, you could tell Coach D was a different guy during this week. He was – um he's always been a stoic guy, but he – it's like a different look that he has in his eyes in this week. And it's like he wants that look to – to rub off on all of us, you know, like a real focused, fierce, but but calm look, like you said, stoic for sure. So the, yeah. the, the burning sensation in his eyes throughout the week is like from real talk from uh, like the, the previous side. Okay, we got practice on what, Monday? That, I mean, not, not Monday, Tuesday. That Tuesday practice, like everybody in the building know, everybody on the practice field know, like this ain't the, this ain't the normal week. Like this ain't one of them weeks you want to play around. This ain't one of them weeks that this is a week for ultimate focus. This is a week for like, like this week is bigger than us. You know, this week is bigger than we can even imagine. Like this week, this week is for the future. So yeah. like he will always have that look in his eye for sure. And like it rubbed off on us for sure. Like Coach D, that's a great guy. That's my, that's my coach. That's my, that's my guy. No doubt. Hey, I mean, I love the guy. I didn't even play for him. All I did was just watch him lead you guys to greatness uh, year in and year out. So uh no, no doubt about that, that a lot of Mark Antonio love around here. But was there any, like, you know, pregame speeches that stuck out to him? Or really was it just the whole buildup of the week that got you guys fired up? It was really the buildup of the week. Because, like, I, like, if you need a pregame speech for this week, then you ain't really ready. Yeah, true, true. Like, if you, need, if you need somebody to get you going right before the game, then you ain't ready. So it's really the buildup and the attention to detail and the, like, like the the preparation throughout the whole week, you feel me? Like every meeting, every lift, every you know after practice meeting, after practice lift, like everything was directed towards the game. And it's like on game day, if you ain't got it in, then you just not gonna have it. But that's what like this is a week where like 
everybody have it. Like you gotta have it internally and as far as, far as the people around you. Like you gotta have it on your own. If you don't have it on your own this week, then I mean, what are you re- like? This the biggest. This 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 in a lot of people's eyes bigger than bowl games. I'm not saying like no disrespect to the bowl games, but like mm-hmm. this rivalry right here is like especially for all the guys that's from Michigan playing in this game. You know. Someone went to Michigan, someone went to Michigan State, and it's like we've been playing against each other since Little League. And, you know, you got the persona over there, you got the persona over here, and now we clashing against each other again at a, on a big stage. It's like if you ain't ready to play this week, man, then you don't, you probably don't need to be playing at all. I, I think I asked Jarrell Worthy this question last year, so I'm going to recycle one for you, but is it more fun to win on the road in this rivalry or is it more fun to win – at home in Spartan Stadium in front of the fans here. If I can have you pick between those two. Um, I actually like I actually like playing on the road anyway. Like I like gotcha. I like, you know, I, I like I like even not, even when they not starting, I like when it's a big game and the crowd they crowd all into it and they real loud. When I'm on offense, we can't hear in the huddle. I love that. Like that like I love winning on the road. Like winning at home is dope for sure, but sure. going somebody else and shut them up and like see them, you know, sad. Some of them fans probably crying, jumping <laughs> up in their stands, like, and they have to sit with that for a whole nother year. Like, ain't nothing like it. So I definitely say going in their crib and beating them down. That's 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 bigger for sure. God, anytime you make an, a, another fan cry, that's you got to feel pretty good about your performance. But, like that's <laughs> tough. Man. That's tough. But, yeah, that's the game. That's what it is. Yeah, what are you going to do? Should have been better. What can I tell you? Um, really quick before we get into this game, this upcoming Saturday, what was the most fun celebration you had after one of these games? Was there one that got a little more live than all the rest of them, or was every single one just as good as the, the next one? Um, Every single one was pretty live. Every single one was pretty live. But I would say 2013 when we kind of like yeah. – like, like we beat them down that year too, but we kind of like beat the, we shut them down on offense and defense. Like Langford, my, my my boy had a, a game game. Wide receiver was making plays. Gardner got sacked like ten times. You know he was like I ain't advertising people coughing up blood, but he was. This is one of them games where you know he was limping after the game the whole time. Um, the offense couldn't get nothing going. Our defense dominated that game. Uh. Like we just dominated them that game like something crazy. So that was like a big win right there. Like that was that was one of the biggest wins I could see for real, for real. I, I gotta say that's my answer too. My senior year, I think I put up historic numbers at Harper's that night. Uh that I'm still kind of <laughs> for. But uh yeah, I would say 2013 was my favorite celebration as well, just as a fan. So <laughs> hey, there you go. Look at us. Fans and student section and players were not too uh far different. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> and as we get into Saturday's game here, look, I, everyone knows the story. Uh, Michigan State kind of on the struggle bus this season, no doubt about it. Michigan, I, look, as much as we hate to say it, quite the opposite, top five team in the country. If you're a betting guy, 23-point spread. If you're not a betting guy, that's just a way of saying that it's a big number. But I'll ask the expert here. I'll ask the guy that, that actually played in this game. What does Michigan State need to do in this game to have a fighter's chance to, once again, stun a big house crowd? Um, I need to. I think they need to start fast. They need to go in there and start fast and put some points up on the board. And they need like the biggest thing they need to do is stop the run. If you can stop the run or slow down they run and make nine beat you, like that's what you want to do. You want to make the quarterback beat you. And 
He's a, he's, a, he's a decent quarterback. He's better than the quarterback they had before. Like, sure. I wish they were playing uh, the quarterback they had before. But I don't really think he was that good. But number nine, he's a little mobile. He can play. He can make some throws. But I want to like I want to see him. This is going to be his first game playing in this uh in this rivalry as well. So you don't know how he's going to be coming. You don't know like the pressure that he's going to have with that. So I said we stop the run, slow down the run, slow down the big plays, and put some points on the board. But that starts with starting fast. Like you don't want to get this crowd yeah. in the game. You don't want to let um number two run all over the field because that's what they want to do. They want to run the ball damn near forty times a game. So we stopping right. the run, making them making it second and ten, second and nine, or third and eight, third and third and long. You know, making number nine make the plays, then we'd be in good position. And even just detached from this game, um, Michigan State. Hey, look, we. Won the Wisconsin game. It was great. I had a wonderful time. Uh, it was a very fun game to watch. Before that, though, four losses. As you're watching those four losses, was there anything that stuck out as like glaring to you as like something that's like, okay, they have to fix this, and they're actually not that far away from fixing this as like the average person might think? Um, I would say like winning the battle up front, like on both sides of the ball, like that's where the game starts at. Like you can't do nothing at all. If your if your offensive line or your defense line like like not dominate like they're not dominating, like that's where it starts at. Like it, it can't like your quarterback can't you know throw the passes to one and to zero into seventeen, mm-hmm. or your running backs can't get going like that, or your tight ends can't get going like that. If you know if you, if the offensive line not stout and blocking, or your if your 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 DBs and the linebackers gotta you know be in coverage for eight seconds because the D-line not getting home and right. things like that. It's kind of tough. So it's like, I said, start up front. Like, that's where it starts at. Like, that's where this is that type of game. Like, Coach D's always say, like, in this game, whoever, win, whoever wins the, the uh, rushing battle is going to win the game. Like, and let's whoever talk- have the most rushing yards is going to win this game. And it always happened like that. For, like, the last 20 years, he's always short stats. Whoever wins the rushing battle is going to win the game. And that's what it always was. So, like you got it starts up front. I said that it starts up front. And it was just what you were saying too about hey, you got to get the guy or you got to get the ball to guys like one zero. You know, Jaden Reed, Keon Coleman. Between yeah. those two guys, which one reminds you the most of yourself? Right there. Do you do you see yourself in any of Jaden Reed's game or Keon Coleman's game at all, or is it just completely? Um, different? um yeah, we got we got we got some different games. They're more um. I like what they do though. I like how one he um he's like a playmaker. He's a he's a playmaker that can that can that can spark. He's like a spark. He can turn a slant into an eighty yard. What's his name? He can yeah. turn punts and kick returns. He can catch fade balls and and go over the top of people as well. I like that part of the game too. Like so that was that's probably something I can say. Like he he kind of go on top of receivers and Boston for sure. Like that's that's something I used to do back in my day a little bit. But uh <laughs> but um zero. I like him. He's a big body, big body frame, big body guy. He makes plays out there. He can catch the ball. So I just want to continue to uh, see them do that more consistently and continue to, like, not let the game come to them. I want them to go out there and, like, take the game. Like, you feel what I'm saying? Like, go out there and, and, and make it happen. Go out there and catch the 50-50 balls. Go out there and catch the, the 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 okay, it's third and nine. We need a play made. Make a play. Like, mm-hmm. whatever it is, like, that's that's where you get paid at. That's where – that's what you want to see. You want to see the plays being made when it's when you know it's a throw. You feel me? When you know you're probably about to get double teamed, like make a play. 
So that's what I like about them, though. And let's get us out the door here with a prediction from you. Are you going to send us out with good vibes here, or are you just going to say, "Bah, Vegas is right. It's probably going to be a uh, win for Michigan." Or what? What, what are you feeling, Tony? Hey, we're, you're going to set the tone for us the rest of the weekend here. Not to put pressure on you, but what do you got for us this Saturday? Hey, man, I ain't thinking about no Vegas, man. We going in there with we, 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 we vengeance. We going there to get a dub. I got us on the no. upset for real. I got us on the upset. They might be rolling high. They probably ranked high. They probably feeling good about themselves. All of that. It's a night game, so the energy got to be there. Like, we got to be turned up. So, I feel like I feel like uh, Michigan State, we about to go in there and get the dub, man. I think we get the dub. We get the dub. I don't care about no spread. Let's I don't go. care about none of that. This game ain't about no records. This game ain't about no – it ain't about, you know, rankings. It ain't about no Heismans. It ain't about no – it ain't about none of that. It's about – 7.30 on Saturday night, who going to be the best team Best team that day? And I think we're going to come out with the win. Michigan State for the dub, man. That's, that's what I'm talking about right there. Tony Lippett taking us to church right there. Uh, th- Tony, <laughs> thanks a ton for your time, man. I, it was awesome to talk to you. Got to say, and I, look, I don't say this to every single player, although it might seem like it. You, you are one of my favorite players of all time at Michigan State. You thanks were in a factory on the field, so it was awesome seeing you. And really, hey, thanks for all you did in the – green and white uniform and you know hey even after nice solid little nfl career as well so thanks a ton for taking time out of your day to talk to us about this huge game man really really cannot thank you enough hey man thanks for having me man anytime man i get on here again man we talking junk you know I, you know i'll be on twitter talking junk anyway i see you be doing the same thing so oh yeah like a normal <laughs> person you know yeah, like a sane person <laughs> out there it's it's great yeah it's, <laughs> But no, yeah, I would love to have you on because I I got to ask about that shimmy one day in the Big Ten championship game. I just want to know if that felt as cool as it looked on TV. But uh, we'll we'll you know save that answer for another day. Give uh, people a cliffhanger there. So here there we, we go. go. There we go. We we'll get to it. We we'll talk about it. Break it down. Yeah, it's almost as if you have dozens of great games to talk about at Michigan State. But uh, hey, until then. <laughs> Keep it real, Tony. Hope you enjoy this weekend. Uh, Hope you enjoy the game. And everyone else, hey, thank you so much for giving us a listen. We will be back Sunday with the recap episode. Until then, let's try to mix in a water this weekend. Uh, Hey, even if you don't want to, love you all. Yeah, man. Get some fruit. Get some fruit and everything, man. Some fruits and vegetables, all that, man. Balance it out. Appreciate you, man. Anytime, man. Go green. Hey, go white. There we go.